0: Hey girls, let's get 2024 off to a great start. I'm bringing back the program that sparked it all. Pruning to Prosper didn't start as a podcast. It started as an idea, an idea to help women clear the stuff that is preventing them from being the woman God is calling them to be. Beginning January 14th, we embark on a six-week journey of faith-based, inspired action to get your heart, home, and wallet in line with God's plan for you. And guess what? It's not at 5 a.m. Yay! Join me every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the weekly prayer, lesson, discussion, and one-to-one coaching. And Wednesday evenings from 8 to 9 p.m. for accountability, questions, motivation, and more coaching. Even better than the relevant topics is the tribe of like-minded women you will meet. I have met the greatest women through this podcast and these programs, and you will too. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. The Zoom link will be emailed one week ahead of time. I hope to see you there. Now, let's get to today's podcast episode. For it will be as when a man going on a journey called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and this is the podcast where we prune away all the stuff standing between you and the woman that God has called you to be. Specifically money, debt, mindset, making the dinner, the practical things like decluttering your homes, all those things that we often use as excuses for why we're not really doing what we're supposed to do. Okay, We don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources. Okay, We're going to put an end to that today. So let's go. This is a very famous parable. And um, we just heard this gospel reading in November, so it might sound familiar to you. But I only read you the first two lines because I think it is such a familiar one that I don't need to read the entire thing. If you'd like to read the entire thing, it is from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. I just read you 14 and 15. So let's take it from the top. Um, For it will be as when a man going on a journey. Okay, so for the sake of this parable, you can say the journey is ours. It is our time here on earth. It is the journey of our lifetime, the days that God has given us on this planet to do his will. He called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Everything we have is not ours. It is ours to manage. Everything From your husband, to your children, to your bodies, to your time, to your money, is not yours. It is simply entrusted to you to manage. So let's keep going. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. So God definitely gives different talents to each of us, right? I'm clearly not a nurse. I have no talent in that area. Um, but my sister is a nurse and she's very gifted in that um that calling, I guess, what the ability to be a nurse. Her husband's a doctor. They both naturally love all that stuff. I can't even hear about it. Okay. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Which I always think is so it's, I always use that example because I think it's very clear that God has given some abilities to, to some and not the others. Okay. Same with our money. Okay. Now you can read this parable and you could take it to mean any kind of talent that God has given you, that it's ours to manage. Um, but for the sake of today, I want it to, to talk about money. Okay. So let's focus on money for today. Um, but even with our money, God gives differently according to our abilities. Um, and I love the line, then he went away. This is your free will. God is not hovering over you, nitpicking about how you spend every single dime, right? He kind of blesses you with a, a job, or he blesses you with the ability to make money. But in any case, he has blessed you. Now he is hands off. He's a very uh, he's a gentleman of a god. Okay? He's not going to interfere with your free will. So now it's up to you. It's up to me how are we going to manage our freedom? And you know, I think there this parable is so good for anyone that has any doubts that God doesn't isn't a god of abundance because in this parable To the one that he gave five, um, he made five more. To the one that he gave two, that person made two more. But the one who received one dug it in the ground and hid his master's money, okay? Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them, and he had received the five talents. um, And he says to that servant, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So God is very pleased with the one that invested his money, managed it well, and doubled it for God's greater glory. And God is very pleased. In fact, he uses the same exact words that he uses when we talked about the transfiguration, when we talked about the baptism of Jesus. Like, these are the same words. This is my son with whom I, I am well pleased, you know. This is my son. Listen to him. Well done, good and faithful sir. These are all things that we've, um, we've heard and hopefully at the end of our lives, what we will hear as well. And I believe it was Mother Teresa that someone had asked in an interview one time, if you could, asked, if you could ask God one thing, what would you ask him? And I believe her response was something along the lines of, am I doing a good job? And this is it. Like, are you doing a good job with the money he has given you? And for the second one that delivered the two talents and he came forward, um, the master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So again, God is rejoicing. Over the fact that these servants have done a really good job investing their money, managing it wisely, and he will give them more, right? When you prove that you can be faithful with a little, God will bless you with more. Anytime someone comes to me as a new budget client, I always congratulate them and say like, this is is so good that you've come to me because it's your first step. It's the first step in managing your money well, turning the page on your finances. And is it going to be easy? No. Is it a long journey? Yes. But you have the time. God's a lot of these days for you. And whatever day you decide that you're going to turn your finances around is the perfect day. Okay. Yesterday was a great day. Today's just as good. Okay. So do it as soon as you can. And, you know, you long to hear these words, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, the one that had the one talent and he buried it, he came um, and he says, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Okay, do you remember in the transfiguration, the disciples were afraid and Jesus says, fear not right because they were afraid of what was to come they were afraid of the journey ahead of them what jesus was going to have to go through but here's the thing when you fully trust in god's plan for your life you do not be you do not need to be afraid fear keeps you from that full relationship with god and if you know that you haven't been managing his money very well don't bury it any longer don't bury your head in the sand don't be afraid like this servant and hide from your master okay just, you know, let, come to the surface, come to the light. When you know better, you do better. And that's all you can do. But his master answered him. um, So he gave him back the same amount that he had, that God had given him, right? He didn't invest it. He didn't um, squander it. Really, he just buried it. Um, And that's kind of like us burying our talents. And They're they're ours to be used for his greater glory and our money is to be used for his greater glory. And, you know, Mother Teresa says, if you want to change the world, it takes a checkbook. That is always when I talk about pruning to prosper in the course that I teach. Sometimes I have Catholics that come in and they have a very hard time stepping into abundance or even like the desire to grow their money or to make gobs of money. And I always start the first first night that we talk about money I said it takes a checkbook to change the world that's what it does look at every hospital school um, you know the different institutions that the Catholic Church has founded in the United States and around the world that didn't come from nothing it came from people like you and me that put their money in there why do you think our Catholic schools are going under because people aren't going to church and they're not they're not tithing you know, Catholic education used to be relatively affordable because so many parishioners helped make it possible. And now there's just not people, the pews are empty. So the schools are closing like crazy around here. And it's very sad because it's just people not, not tithing and not doing um, God's will with their money. And a lot of times I think it's out of fear. It's fear-based that they're holding on to it. Like, I need this. I need, I can't give this away. I, I'm going to need it. And that's not what we're called to do. Um, And so anyway, the third, the third servant, I was afraid. I I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I had not sowed and gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bank. And at my coming, I should have received what was mine with interest. Okay um so take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 okay so he's taking this one that was buried and he's like if you can't handle it give it to the guy that can that's what god's saying if you can't handle this gift i've given you then give it to the people that will for to everyone who who has will for everyone who has will more be given and he will have abundance But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So God is not pleased with the debt. God is not pleased with the hoarding of money and not being used for his greater glory and I think the bottom line is with this episode on stewardship, I want you to just take away that this is not yours. It's not mine either. Am I perfect with managing my money? No, not at all. We definitely have a long way to go with how we steward our money. Um, And it's always a reminder. I'm always, you know, trying to remember that it's not mine. And I think um, the new year is always a good time to reevaluate how we're living and I'm hoping that for this month of December instead of really going through the typical nativity verses from the the bible I want to really focus on the stewardship like how are we going to finish up this year and especially how are you going to go into 2024 um I don't want you to be gnashing of your teeth and all that stuff if you've if you've not been wise with your money to this point it's okay I want you to just stop. There is no shame. There is no embarrassment. It is what it is. And when you know better, you do better. And you just start fresh. And that's it. That's all you can do. Okay? But just keep remembering that fear is not of God. You know, 365 times in the Bible, they tell, God tells us, be, be not afraid, fear not, all those kinds of phrases. Okay? He's trying to tell us something. One for every single day of the year. Do not be afraid, okay? If he's, he's given you something, then trust that he's also given, the, given you the ability to handle it, okay? But when we don't use our gifts and our talents, then he is very disappointed. You know, it's like um, if someone has a wonderful ability to sing and they don't sing what what use is it's like hiding your lamp under a bushel basket right not letting that light shine if you're a great writer if you're a great artist if you're not using those gifts and talents that god has given you then what the heck are you doing he didn't give them to you to just bury them he gave them to you to use and there's a way that he can use anything he's given you for his greater glory I, I listened to this podcast the other day, and there's a woman that I would love to have on. Um, it's actually, she's called the Catholic Sobriety Coach. And, um, but she had a, a guest on that has written this wonderful series of children's books that I'm going to get for my daughter for Christmas. And it's, it's kind of like the Magic Treehouse, but it's with saints. And, you know, every saint is a saint for a different reason. And we are all called to be saints. You know, again, this is our journey. Our our master has left us here on this journey. And our days are numbered. So what are we going to do with them? And every saint used their days in a different way. And this author, she said, the more she researched about the saints, just, I mean, there's a lot of research that goes into simply writing a children's book. Sometimes like the hardest thing in the world is to simplify something down to a child's level. You know, it takes a lot of brilliance to do that. And she said, if you want to be the the most unique person on the planet, then do God's will. Because each of us was created in a unique way. And we are all called to a very unique mission. And when you bury the little things that he has given you, then you're burying your ability to use them for his greater glory. So if you can paint or sing and you're not doing those things then you're not doing what he's calling you to do is it embarrassing sometimes is it is it scary yes it can be but he didn't he wouldn't have given you these things if he if he didn't believe that that they were for your best interest okay so if you find yourself burying your talents then I think you really need to start praying about what do you want me to do with these. And maybe, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom right now. Maybe you went to med school, but you decided to stay home with your kids. And you think like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting this degree. You know, there's a lot of years that I thought I'm wasting all this education that I have being home with my kids. But you know what? Education is never a waste. And saying yes to God's will to stay home with your children is never a waste. And I have a degree that pretty much is useless, but you know where it's coming into play? I have a degree in environmental sciences and outdoor education. My kids have hiked so many miles and we have done so many wonderful things because I was able to stay home with them that had to do with learning and being in the outdoors that I feel like that's where I used my talents. Yeah, I wasn't getting paid to use them, but I was still using them to raise up these little children of God. So even if you feel like you're home and you're kind of in a rut or the days are just so boring, figure out what talents and gifts God has given you and just use them because no time here is wasted, okay? Everything can be used for his good. So as we go into December, we're gonna talk more about, like I said, stewarding of our money, our possessions, our bodies, and our time. And uh, I want to finish up the year with the stewarding of our time because really that's what we have. That's our journey here. We, we all have limited numbers of days. And uh, I hope that this lit a fire under some of you. And um, I hope um, that in the end, whether it's our money, our talents, our abilities, whatever we were supposed to do here. The greatest thing we can hear at the end of our life is well done, good and faithful servant. All right, girls, have a great day. I will see you on Saturday for a five minute declutter with me. Take care.